Thanks for tuning in to Getting Our Shit Together. This is your host, Don. And boy, I'm trying not to to record an episode every day. (laughs) It's getting tough. It's getting tough on the journey that I'm on. But I wanted to get on and talk today uh, about a couple things that I've seen recently couple of things that I've heard about recently. I hope that you have gone back and listened to the first couple episodes. A new episode will be out Friday, which is what the 31st of September, which will be three and this will be the fourth episode. Um, anyways, let's get down to uh, to what it is that that I've talked about or that I was talking about that I've seen and and heard uh, over the last couple of days. And the first thing I want to talk about is the story of James Jim Foley. Anyone heard the story of, of Jim Foley? He was a he was a frontline journalist who pretty much went all over the world but spent a lot of time in Libya and Syria uh, during the uprising there in Libya and all of the stuff that was going on in Syria and he was actually captured twice Uh, the first time he was held for a while and let go and went home to his family you know these guys spent a lot of time in battle situations with bullets flying over their head and bombs going off and so on and so forth but he was actually captured back in 2012, and I watched a, a documentary on him on HBO Max. If you guys have HBO Max or you get a chance, check it out. It's called Jim, the James Foley story. I believe that was the title of it, but something of that nature. And uh, I know that we all spend a lot of our time worrying Jim wasn't the kind of guy, from what I gather from interviews with his family and and his friends, to be the worrying type. He did what he was passionate about. And, you know, it it made me realize that, that I sit here on a daily basis in my nice apartment with my family and safety and it made me realize that it's important to follow your passion some of us may not even know what our passion is I for one feel like I'm passionate about a few things I love baseball I love scary movies love my family what am I truly passionate about what is it that will get me through the dark days obviously we all can say our families that's because that's true we can we can use our families to get through tough times but what is it that we want to do or that as I've been saying over the past few episodes that can Make your wood not wet. 
For those of you who don't know what that means, I had a minister when I was young who would say, if we were talking about a subject, he would say, well, if that doesn't light your fire, your wood's wet. What is it that lights your fire? What is it that you could go the rest of your life not not doing? I know that was maybe a little confusing, but what is it that can keep you on the right path other than the obvious family and things like that what is it that will make you want to wake up in the morning excited to go out into the world and and do look i'm struggling with that myself i don't know this podcast so far over the last week and a half has been it just recently Literally, recently, within the the last few hours, I watched another documentary called Rock and a Hard Place. Maybe some of you have heard about it, others haven't. It's a documentary that The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, has produced about a group of incarcerated young people who were given the chance to go through a boot type, excuse me, a boot camp type of situation to have their time in, in, in jail shortened. Some of them were, were up for time of 60 plus years for the things that they did. Carjacking, home invasion, assault with a deadly weapon. And they went through eight weeks, eight weeks to get out of whatever that sentence was. Whoever it was, their judge or their attorneys or whoever was, found that these kids were worthy of an opportunity like this. The fact of the matter is, is that I believe there were 35 of them or 38, maybe. Not sure exactly how many graduated, but I know a few attempted escape, which nullified the opportunity. Some quit because it was like military boot camp. But the majority of them hung around and they stuck to it and they grinded through it like I always talk about sometimes for for things that are good in our lives we have to grind through it we have to keep on grinding through it even though it may be the best thing in the world for us sometimes we battle it that goes for many things in our lives the big ones the drugs the alcohol the weight loss, sometimes making more money. One thing that I heard 
I can't remember their names, but there are a couple of cops who their job in their police department is to talk people off the ledge, whatever that is, literal ledge of, of committing suicide or putting down a weapon because they're going to hurt someone. But there was a woman who was, who was going to jump off a bridge. And he said, look, we can help you. And she said, you can't help me. I'm broken. That's tough to hear. I feel broken. But you know what this officer said back to her? He said, you know what? You're broken, but fixable. Let us help you. We all need to hear that in, in one form or another from, from someone. Or from something. I know that uh, Socrates once said, often we put up walls not to keep people out, but to see who cares enough to break them down. We put up walls to see who would be willing to break them down. Do you feel that way sometimes? I do. I do. It's it's like screaming for help, but nothing comes out of your mouth. Do you know where I'm coming from? I know uh, you've probably heard of night terrors. Sometimes in our lives, when we're looking desperately for help, we're screaming, but nothing is coming out. I struggle with that. Struggle hard with that at times. My point to you today is this. This is what I've realized. I've realized that the most important thing to find value in yourself is to become value to someone else. Not sure where to start with that. Become for someone else what you need from others. That sounds like a daunting task. I've asked myself already where do I start? What do you mean? I don't know. I'm not sure. We've talked about, I believe it was in the first or the second episode. I think it was the second episode. Doing something nice for someone. That could be anything. Paying for a meal. Giving up a few bucks to someone standing on the street corner. I know, look, I know I struggle with empathy at times. I'm sure some of you feel the same way. 
some of you, that's what, who you are. You're very empathetic. And you're always thinking about other people. And maybe, maybe that's where your problem lies, is that you don't think about yourself enough. But today I'm talking about people like me. I see someone standing on the street corner with a sign asking for help. And sometimes my first response is, where did you get cardboard and a Sharpie? You're asking me for help. You're asking me for money. You're telling me you're a war veteran, or you're telling me that you have children that you can't afford to feed. And my initial response is, where'd you get a Sharpie? Boy, that says more about me than anything, doesn't it? I struggle with this. That's not who I want to be. But just like anything else, as we've already talked about, these things are a choice. It's like any muscle that you want to get stronger. You have to work on it. For me, working on it is the beginning of recognizing it. Recognizing that I'm, I'm not where I want to be. I've told you guys many times already, this is just as much about me as it is about you. These are things that I'm just recognizing. These are things that I don't want to be. I've created for myself a pit that I'm trying to claw my way out of. I'm trying to feel, excuse me, I'm trying to fill my insides with something different. I'm trying to fill my heart with understanding. And I think a huge step for all of us to change the things about us that we don't like as Gandhi said, is to be the change you wish to see. You know, when we're, when we're all in the groove of everyday life, when we're all in the, the going through the motions, motions stage, we miss a lot. We miss a lot because we've conditioned ourselves to react in certain ways or to not react at all. It's time to step up our game and see these things and recognize these things about ourselves and to see the things that have been invisible to us because of our daily routine. For a lot of us, this is hard. And the reason that it's getting easier for me right now is because I don't have 
a lot going on in my life. My life is consumed right now with attempting to find a job, trying to figure out my place in this world and, and who I am and what I want to be. I've been watching a lot of documentaries and, and, you know, filling out applications online, which is a whole new ball game to people my age. <laughs> if we wanted a job before, we would go in somewhere and say, hey, I need an application or, hey, I need to speak to someone about a job. Well, today's world's a lot different than that. Even in the last seven, eight years. For a long, long time, as long as I can remember, as a matter of fact, I've been like a leaf on the wind. Yeah, you know, I've, I've spent a lot of time floating about, hoping good things happen and not doing a lot to make good things happen. Not necessarily intending for bad things to happen, but that's kind of the way it goes. That's kind of the way things turn out for a lot of us. Well, now it's time to be proactive. Now it's time to prove to ourselves that we can be something that we can make a difference in the world. Where do you think you want to begin? Where do you think you should begin? I want to make a difference in people's lives. In a way, I, I hope that this podcast can, can help fill that void at least partly. I know it's helping me out, getting it all out, getting in my head when my head is the last place that I usually wanted to be, figuring out where my heart lies. You can make a difference. I can make a difference. I think it was Confucius who said, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Take that step. Be that person. Figure out how you can accomplish the things that make your heart sing. I can tell you that I feel right now that the only real true way for me to get where I want to be and to be the person that I see myself being is to help others. It's to show someone that you appreciate them, show them that you love them, show them that there's someone out there 
who actually gives a damn. That's not always easy to do. It's hard to decide to fill someone else's basket when yours is empty. I know that. But I truly feel that that's the only way to fill your basket. Is to attempt to fill someone else's. If you're listening to this podcast... I'd say I'd bet a week's paycheck that that's what you need, but unfortunately I don't have a week's paycheck right now. Thank God for my lovely wife. Gary John Bishop, who I talk a lot about, said something the other day that was kind of an eye-opener for me because this it, it, it really... Um, was the definition of who I am. And in my words, he said, most people spend more time on planning for the change than doing the changing. It's time to stop writing it down, guys. It's time to stop saying next Tuesday, Next Monday, in a month, when I get things together, I'll do it. Because you know what? Knowing me and knowing you, next Tuesday will never come. It's next Tuesday in perpetuity. And I say that just as much to me as anyone else. I have a little story. I know, shocker, right? In September of 2017, I said to myself, I said, self, it's time to lose some weight. It was almost 300 pounds at the time, about 298 pounds. And I said, you know what? You're done. This is ridiculous. And again, it was kind of a way of me slamming myself, even though it may have been for a good cause, but that's kind of the way it was. You know, I've told my wife a thousand times, figuratively, I said to people who need to lose weight, figuratively, you need to tell yourself, no more bologna sandwiches. That's just a general term. But I, myself, had ballooned up to 298 pounds. So I worked hard. I started walking September 7th of 2017. October, I had walked, I believe it was 140 plus miles. And I was paying a lot of attention to what I was eating. And man, I was on a mission. I said... By May 25th, I believe it was, which was Memorial Day, I'm going to be down to 220 pounds. And I set that goal, and I worked hard, and I walked my rear end off, literally and figuratively. 
and that day rolled around May 25th, 2018, and I stepped on the scale that, that morning. My family and I had planned a, a trip to an amusement park here in Ohio, you may have heard of, called Cedar Point, and I, I told myself, I'm going to be able to get on these roller coasters and be comfortable and not, not be nervous. And So anyways, I stepped on the scale that morning and I weighed 218 pounds. Wow. 70 some pounds I had lost. Actually 80. Is that right? About 80 pounds. And I felt like a million bucks. The shirts got a little tighter. The shorts got a little shorter so on and so forth and I went to Cedar Point and I felt good and had a great time with my family and 2019 rolled around and I'd gained a little bit of weight back and you know I was up 20 pounds I said hey man you're still you know you still look like a million bucks right 2020 rolled around and COVID hit and I pretty much just stopped right now I'm I'm at about 270 pounds and I tell you that story to tell you this you gotta find out your why if there's no real why if the why is a trip to Cedar Point that's not good enough The why now has become, I want to live longer for my family. When and if I have grandchildren, I don't want them to be pushing me around in a wheelchair. I don't want to have to use a walker. I want to be active, Grandpa. I want to show my boys that the change can be made, the change can be permanent, that you can set your mind to something and do it. That success is only important to you, to how you feel about yourself, to your self-esteem. Those things are important. That's what's important. I want to make the, a difference in my family's lives. I want to make a difference in anyone that I come across's lives. I don't know how to do that, guys. I wish I had an answer for you. But small steps, that journey of a thousand miles, one step. Another Confucius saying is, any man who begins to move mountains starts with small stones. Same thing. Start now. Don't wait. Why wait? Stop writing it down. I'm not saying stop writing it down, but stop only writing it down. I know a lot of you are saying, how can I make the a difference in the lives of people? How can I be a mentor? when I need a mentor. 
like I said, guys, you have to decide what it is you're willing to do at this point. <laughs> I'm 49 years old. Am I ready to be a mentor? Nope. No discernible skills. But you know what I can do? I can listen. I can share my life experience. I can have empathy. That's the muscle that I need to, to work out. My empathy muscle. You know, over the last few years, I've become just like most people. You get on Facebook and they want to argue about politics or religion. or I don't want to do that. I have my beliefs. You have your beliefs. The fact of the matter is, is neither one of those beliefs are going to get us to where we need to be. I'm tired of that scene. I know you're tired of that scene, too. That's why you're here. That's why you're listening to this goofball ramble on for half hour, 40 minutes. But this could be a beautiful thing. This could be the nudge you need to get your butt in gear. It's working for me. I feel accountable. I feel accountable to this microphone because you're on the other end. What is it you need? Tell me how I can kick your butt. Tell me how lovingly I can push you over the edge. Is that what you need? I've needed that for a long time. And the paint on me is starting to dry. And it's not what I want it to be. Change it. Change it. I appreciate you guys coming and listening to me. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you being here for me. what I need if you feel like me you need to prove something to yourself that's what I need I need to prove something to myself I need to prove to myself that I'm not as bad as I think I am deep down inside I know that that's not true It brings back a saying, I don't know who said it, and I heard it years ago. But it comes up every once in a while. And it, it, it applies to me as much as it does to anyone else. The saying is, the people around you are never, ever as good as they seem to be. 
but they're also never as bad as they seem to be. I need to remember that about myself. I am not as bad as I think I am. We have two lives. And the second one begins when we realize we only have one. We have two lives, and the second one begins when we realize we only have one. Are you ready? Are you ready to take a step? Are you ready to put yourself out there in one way or another, big or small? Can you help with kids in jail? Can you help with adults in jail? Can you help with women who need counseling for abortion? Have you experienced that? Is that something that you can use to the benefit of others? Can you coach baseball in Little League and be the example that the kids need? Not by winning, not by losing, by being present, by showing up, working with kids. I know that some of them have people who just don't show up in their lives at all. They may be there, but they don't show up, if that makes any sense. Can you be a, a listening ear for one or all of your friends? Can you be that non-judgmental person who says, hey, let's talk this out? I hope so. Like I said, guys, I'm trying to figure it out just like you are. I don't know where I stand. <laughs> I don't know what exactly I'm going to do, but I got to do something. Because my cup is empty. But it's important that we do something for someone else. Thank you guys for listening. Till next time. Keep on grinding. Peace. Huge shout out to Purple Planet Music, www.purple-planet.com.